The Civil War's Bubonic Plague Throughout the short history of the United States in comparison to other established nations, it has been involved in many wars. Whether it be the Revolutionary War or the War of 1812, the fledgling nation was always ready to fight with it for what it believed in. Now, in April of 1861, when the Civil War began and slavery was beginning to be addressed, the United States split. This split resulted in the biggest bloodshed in the history of the United States, with the approximate loss of 2% of the population. This war became known as the Civil War. Although it was a bloody war indeed, most of the deaths throughout the war were, were caused by disease and illness. And illness. Close to 620,000 soldiers died during the Civil War, but two-thirds of the casualties were not from the battle wounds, but from disease. The causes for the diseases that produce so many fatalities are things like poor hygiene, the overcrowding of people in army camps, as well as the unsanitary conditions that were present in these locations, bugs, impure impure water, and the lack of doctors. During this period in time, medicine and hygiene were not at all as advanced as they are now. With that in mind, some of the diseases that nurses and doctors had to face were dysentery, typhoid fever, malaria, tuberculosis, and smallpox, among other infections. In, the, in, sec, in second behind disease and illness came battlefield injuries. Neither the Union nor the Confederacy had established an ambulance corps to help carry off the large amount of soldiers that were falling. There were so many injuries and not enough well-trained surgeons. The most common surgeries were for leg and arm amputations. Without the knowledge of antiseptic surgical procedures, many soldiers ended up with life-ending infections. In certain battles during the Civil War, the amount of casualties fluctuated from nearly 20,000 to 51,000. At the Battle of Shiloh, there were approximately 23,746 losses. A report from the Union Medical Director at the Battle of Shiloh vividly depicts what occurred while surgeons and doctors tried to help as many people as possible. The report contains statements such as, I left Savannah by the first boat on Monday and arrived at Pittsburgh Landing at about 10 a.m. I found the principal depot for wounded established at the small log building now used as a field post office. They were coming in very rapidly, and very inadequate arrangements had been made for their reception. I found Brigade Surgeon Goldsmith endeavoring to make provision for them, and at his suggestion, immediately, immediately saw General Grant and obtained his order for a number of tents to be pitched about the log house, confirming the overcrowding of people which caused diseases and infections to spread quicker. The report also stated, quote, We were poorly supplied with, with dressings and comforts for the wounded, and with ambulances for their transportation, and it was several days after the battle before all could be brought in, end quote, contributing to the fact that supplies were inadequate when it came to helping out the wounded. Still, according to this report, the doctors worked efficiently and even, quote, were ready to receive all sick and wounded without regard to states or even to politics, taking the wounded confederates as willingly as our own, end quote. The report continues and expresses that, Quote, in, in the impossibility of getting a sufficient number of tents pitched or in the confusion which prevailed during and after the battle to get hay or straw as bedding for the wounded or to have it transported to the tents, end quote, 
they found the most difficulty. The overcrowded, dirty, disease-infested tents were mildly attended for the gravity of the situation, and thousands of soldiers suffered under these unsanitary conditions. Unsanitary conditions, poor hygiene, and overcrowding helped spread various diseases such as dysentery, typhoid fever, malaria, tuber tuberculosis, and smallpox throughout hospitals and army camps. Although they were not certain, doctors had a sense that the garbage and unsanitary conditions in the army camps were where the wounded and sick stayed were the sources for disease. Over two-thirds of the total deaths during the Civil War were caused by disease. Diseases which caused fluxes such as chronic dysentery and chronic diarrhea claimed the most amount of death th throughout the Civil War, with a total of 34,871 victims in Rochester City, General Hospital alone. Dysentery, quote, reduced the, body, the body's intake of energy and minerals from food. In some cases, the disease quickly ran its course and the patient survived. When the disease lingered, however, death was more frequent. One quarter of all illnesses reported to Union surgeons were the result of dysentery. A variety of drugs were used to treat dysentery, and most were ineffective. A report from the surgeon Charles S. Tripler, a medical director of the Army of Potomac, helps describe reasons as to why diseases become so effective in taking out troops. Tripler states in his report that 510 soldiers were, quote, were discharged on surgeon's cert certificate of disability, end quote and that, quote, these men never should have been enlisted. They were simply impositions upon the government and were, and were received through the carelessness and incompetency of the recruiting or inspecting officers, end quote. Triple confirms that the most common disease were typhoid fever, diarrhea, and dysentery. He also states, quote, of all the scrooges incident to armies in the field, I suppose that chronic diarrheas and dysenteries have always been the most prevalent and the most fatal. End quote. Tripler, be Tripler believed that the causes for diseases came from the from within the army camps in, in stating, on the contrary, it springs up from local causes to which all the men were equally exposed, and those susceptible become susceptible becoming subject as a matter of course. Many women volunteered their nurturing services to the arm army. All women white, free, and enslaved African Americans worked to help the cause of the Union. A remarkable woman who put her all into the Civil War was Dorothea Dix. Dix was the superintendent of Army nurses who, quote, put out a call for responsible maternal volunteers who would not distract the troops or behave in unseemly or unfeminine ways, end quote. In order to make sure her orders were accomplished, she demanded nurses to be past 30 years of age, healthy, plain, almost to repulsion in dress and avoid of personal attractions. And also, only women of strong health, not subjects of chronic disease nor liable to sudden illnesses, need apply. Quote, habits of neatness, order, sobriety, and industry are prerequisites. All applicants must present certificates of good character from at least two persons of trust, testifying to morality, integrity, seriousness, and capacity for care of the sick, end quote. Dix ran a tight ship as the superintendent of army nurses, but she was efficient as well as effective in leading the nurses. The role of, of army nurses was to travel, quote, from hospital to hospital, 
providing humane and efficient care for wounded, sick, and dying soldiers, end quote. Even though there were many women like Dix who were willing to volunteer for the Civil War, there was a prominent reluctance to having them. Women involved in anything to do with the war. Perhaps the single biggest reason for the Army's and, and Department of War's reluctance to authorize a female nurse corps, however, was the commonly held belief that a military hospital was no place for a woman, especially in wartime. Wartime nursing was a dirty, exhausting, and potentially hazardous job for which delicate females were supposedly ill-suited. Ill it was argued that the physical and emotional demands of caring for large numbers of seriously wounded sick soldiers would be too hard for so-called the weaker sex to bear. The Civil War, also known as the bloodiest war in America, brought about the death of hundreds of thousands of, of soldiers, but disease and sickness claimed the lives of, of two-thirds of those fighting. Diseases such as the century and typhoid fever were the most deadly of, the, of these diseases. Unsanitary conditions and ignorant doctors also contributed, contributed to the immense numbers of bodies piling up, piling up at the army camps. For what may seem like a somber period in American health care and medicine, many useful innovations were assembled, such as the ambulance corps and the female nurse corps. Female nurse corps. Quote, doctors treating hundreds of thousands of cases of the century, diarrhea, typhoid, malaria, and gunshot wounds, complied copious notes that would aid researchers after the war. These case studies were later published between 1870 and 1888 under the title Medical and Surgical History of the War of the, Re of the Rebellion. Medical officers recognized that enforcing sanitary standards in the field could reduce the spread of disease, and the numerous cases of post-operative infections such as hospital gangrene led to increased study in ways to prevent it, eventually leading to the use of bromine. The Civil War opened the eyes of those who were actively involved with caring for the wounded and the sick. These people noticed that the inhumane conditions and how irresponsible it was for people who had essentially no say in the matter to be housed in these perver proverbial pig stains that were the army camps and hospitals of the Civil War. <laughs>